Welcome to the Cabin Cast. Your getaway primer. Welcome back. Welcome back. In some ways, it's like we never left. <laughs> exactly. We're right back here at our podcasting table. Yep. And everything has kind of like been frozen petrified. in time. <laughs> yeah, frozen in time. <laughs> the last articles we read, the <laughs> every last note is still here from our last session. And yeah, and thank you everyone for your patience and waiting for us. We we've been just discussing the cabin cast here and figuring stuff out, and we both realize like summers are really challenging times for our just getting recording scheduled and figuring things out. And we just appreciate everyone sticking with us, and we're ready to get back rolling here. Yep, I we have gotten many comments and questions about where are you? Where's the cabin cast? And we are not gone. We were just on a little hiatus as as we spent extra time with our family and. Where we live, summer is, we want to enjoy every second of it with our families on the lake and in our own cabin lives, but our businesses too get super busy. That's in a tourist town that really gets hyped up. So we've been, been a little extra busy. Yeah. But the cabin cast has always been on our mind still. Right. Right. And the, uh, one of the articles we're going to read today, which I know everybody loves is somebody says work hard, play hard, which is definitely what kicks in in the summertime here and doesn't leave a lot of time for, you know, certain projects and especially sleep. (laughs) Right. We're just ready to get back rolling here. Yes. And you know, our downloads have stayed up, new followers are coming on. So that's, that's been great to see that people are still listening and we're excited for what's to come. Yeah. And we'll fill everybody in as we decide on things and get stuff lined up and, and kind of give people updates. But we just wanted to get back to one of our kind of patented cabin chats here and dive right back in, give you guys some good content you've been asking for. So we haven't given up on, you know, following cabin culture and all the things all summer too. We're enjoying it. Like we mentioned, one of the articles that popped up in the feed. That was really great. This is from a website, artfulliving.com. Have you heard of Artful Living? Yes. Yeah. So I, I hadn't heard of it before, but this is a, a really cool article. Um, it's it's in the From the Pages section, and it's David Coggins Ode to Midwestern Cabin Culture. So this is from May 17th, 2023. I'll post a link to it, or we'll post a link to it in the in the show notes here. There's an art to relaxing. The first rule is not to make matters too complicated, especially in summer. Everybody finds the right balance of doing just enough while taking it easy. A good equation is being outside near water. Add a grill and some white wine and you're in business. For me, that means returning to our family lake cabin in Chippewa County, Wisconsin, a two-hour drive from my childhood home in Minneapolis. I'm embarrassed to say that as kids, my sister and I made our parents listen to a cassette of the Cats soundtrack on the way there. I'm embarrassed to say that I still remember all the lyrics to McCavity, the mystery cat, Mm -hmm. for those lucky enough to never have been afflicted with this. I now realize that these songs were the cost of keeping us relatively quiet as we made our way with a car full of bags and food and wine out of town. These days, I no longer have to go all the way These days, I have a longer way to go, all the way from New York City. Though I still often drive a cool 16 hours, I love arriving for the first time each year. I used to run straight from the car, stripping off clothes as I made my way down to the lake, (laughs) and dive right in wearing nothing but boxer shorts. 
regardless of weather or water temperature. Now I'm a little more measured, but I still do try to swim every day. What I love about our cabin as a kid is what I love about it as an adult. Being on the water, swimming every day, eating lunch outside, trying to read a meaningful biography on the hammock, which somehow involves into a, which somehow evolves into a nap. Taking our temperamental motorboat out on the lake, or the rowboat, or the canoe, the boats have multiplied over the years. Now I'm more obsessed with grilling, and my sister and I plot more elaborate meals. I cook over a wood fire on an outdoor stone fireplace, sometimes for hours. Usually it's very good, except that one infamous occasion of the oversalted brisket, when it was very bad. Why would a recipe tell you to make a salt rub, then expect you to use, use only a quarter of it? These traditions vary from family to family. Some come and go. You have to have a very sturdy relationship with your siblings to play Monopoly year after year. So we've put that board game in the closet, which turned out to be good for camaraderie. Though we still occasionally play Casino, the card game that my grandfather taught us when we were children. At a cabin, I fully support any ambitious or unusual traditions. They don't even have to have a reason. Somehow, my sister started cooking what we call Greek Fest, For one night, we have spinach pie and something that involves chicken and pita and listen to the Zorba the Greek soundtrack. Nobody quite remembers how this started, and we are decidedly not Greek, and the chicken recipe might not be either. But now it's part of the summer, and it's festive and fantastic. I learned to fish, and I learned to love fish on this lake. Then I started to go on trips to nearby rivers with friends of my grandfather's. When I return now, I think of them and our time in the water. When I see kids fishing on the lake, I remember the feeling I had when I was young. Even though most of my fishing is done in more remote parts of the world, the instinct remains the same. Over the years, there have been changes. At one time, my grandfather had the longest phone cord anyone had ever seen. This allowed him to bring the phone all the way from the cabin down the hill so he could answer it by the lake. He did this when he was expecting an important call from Chicago. When my mom was a girl, they still had a party line. These days we have the internet, which was at first a controversial decision within the family, but it allowed us to spend more time at the cabin. I can work and write and even record podcasts there. There would certainly have surprised my grandfather. This would certainly have surprised my grandfather. Our family likes to watch Mr. Hula's Holiday each year. The great French film is about vacation and the desire to relax. Though, of course, Jacques Tati makes more relaxing comp. Jacques Tati makes relaxing more complicated, and there are always complications, weather, relationships, schedules, and the fast pace of modern life, yet the allure of the cabin remains because we still seek simpler pleasures and yearn for the feeling of diving into the water for the first time each year. A Minnesota-turned-New Yorker, Dave Coggins is the author of the New York Times bestseller Men in Style and writes a column for Artful Living. Very cool. Well, Artful Living is one of my favorite magazines, actually. Oh, fantastic. It comes in this big, thick magazine that has great articles, great decor inspiration, travel. So I'm not surprised that a great article like that came in it. I was just sitting over here scribbling notes and notes and notes. It gave me so many ideas for things to post on Instagram, questions to ask our followers. So be sure to follow us on Instagram if you don't already, on Facebook, all our socials, because we love to interact there and connect with you and ask questions. It's a great way for you to get ideas for your own travels to your cabins. So like I have the first thing I thought of was how he would love to run straight into the water, right? Right out of the car Throwing in his box or shorts, like just, <laughs> just go. But then he said how far he has to travel now. And it made me wonder how far 
most of our listeners travel to get to a cabin in a place they love. Yep. I had people in this week in my shop that have a place up here on Star <clears throat> have a place up here on Star Lake and they're in California. Wow. So they only come for a month a year. And do they drive? I didn't ask if they drove, but they I don't know if they drive or not. I know some people there are people in that have an airstream this week from yep. Colorado. So some people I think do drive a long way. Some people just fly, stay a month and go back. But I'm curious how far people go for some place they love. Yeah. I love the idea of the cabin cruiser. We've I think talked about that tons of episodes ago where people that do fly in for cabins will keep an old beat up like suburban or Jeep or something at their cabin. It's part of their cabin. Oh, got to get, you know, old Brownie <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's usually a cheap car that a local mechanic keeps running um, that their neighbors will bring them, bring to and pick them up at the airport and drop them off. And then they have a cabin cruiser to kind of bump around in while they're here. And then they fly back to where they're from versus driving their main normal vehicle all the way. Well, in some ways from, too, that brings that nostalgia of staying in the cabin in the small town life yep. back, right? Cause yeah. you have this old car that you hope will get you, you around. Hope start, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And you got to have somebody that kind of helps and, and maintains and takes care of things a little bit and, and keeps the car, you know, the battery charged on the car and tests it and everything so you don't show up and stuff's and right? helter skelter. So so here's the thing. Let's do a little, let's do a summer like checklist quick. Yeah. Did you fall asleep in a hammock this summer? Oh, I did not fall asleep in a hammock, but I hung a hammock when we went camping for the okay. kids. We have a hammock in our backyard and I did read in it, Yeah, but I did not sleep in it. My husband definitely slept in it a couple of times. He's a napper. So I saw him out there several times. Did you swim in the lake this summer? Yes, definitely. Like laps or with your kids or? I just swam with the kids a little bit. Not as much. I I think the most of the lake swimming I actually did was a small amount. And I just, I went wake surfing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do a lot of treading water. It's like one of our, yeah. like the kids play around and then it's like one of our workouts. Like let's get in and tread water. Like Navy SEALs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See how long we can go. Yeah. And I do, I think I spent more time swimming in the lake this summer than I ever have before. Oh, that's great. And yeah. oh, and we do swim the lake every year at, at my wife's family reunion. We do, it's called August Rush. And everyone takes pontoon boats like this huge, it's like over a hundred people take pontoon boats across Cranberry Lake to the far side of the lake. And you, you don't swim, swim the lengthwise, but you swim the, the narrow way across cool. the lake. I don't even know how far it is, but it's a pretty good poke. It takes a while. Everybody's got, most people have life vests on. And then we have patrol boats that kind of go around. So everybody swam the lake. So that, that was a good time. I love that. Is that, does her family do that? Or is it like a, it's a family thing, tradition, or? just her family tradition. And that brings up one of the other things they had the, the Greek fest yeah. that he talked about that they don't even know exactly how it started. They're not even Greek, but it right. became this thing they can't wait to do every summer. Yeah. How did, how did the swim across the lake? I start? don't have the history on it. They've just been doing it as long as I've been part of the family, which is going on, you know, 17 years now, 15 years. We just had our 15 year anniversary, but I've been kind of around for 17 years. So yeah, I it's love a that real tradition. They put up a big banner and, have silly names like the terrible Torgesons and yeah. everything on a big banner. And then they do a, a photo and it's a, a really wonderful yearly tradition. Yeah. I think th- those kind of things, if, if people don't have those yet, it's definitely something to start develop. Uh, yeah. And 
my kids do a, an Olympics together. Oh, fun. And it is hilarious. And it's, they come up with all kind. I mean, categories isn't even in it, <laughs> but so is, you know, whatever fun outdoor games, they make an obstacle course. There's all kinds of things and they all pick a different country every year to be, and they have an opening ceremony. Oh, that's great. And then they have a big board, a big like whiteboard that they keep score on. And they've been doing this for years. For years. It's hilarious. Oh, that's great. I mean, oh, they have, they have, they even have a name, like they give themselves a name that goes with that country. And it's just so cute to watch them be creative. Yep. And the same thing, like someday they'll maybe have their whole family. So I love hearing about people's traditions. So if, if you guys listening have those fun annual traditions with family, I would love to hear, or with your friends. I know we have friends that do broom ball tournaments in the wintertime. So or maybe it revolves around food, like the Greek fest yeah. that we just heard about. So much fun. Yeah, and I love the visual of his, uh, what do you say? His father, his grandfather, his grandfather with the long telephone cord all the way yes. down to the lake. You know, I remember when we talked with Marnie who wrote return to wake Robin. Yeah. So some families that have had cabins for generations and then having those upgrades, you know, he talked about, well, his grandpa had the long phone cord, so he couldn't miss that call. Yeah. But then now they have internet. What would grandpa think of that? Yeah. So just as And that it was change, controversial to change right? things, as always, especially if it's a family cabin. Every single change you make to the cabin, whether it's a piece of decor or, I mean, even minor little artwork, or you're getting rid of, I've talked about the shag carpeting story where we had a, uh, <laughs> that they were so sad to see the shag carpeting, happy and sad to see it go, that they framed a piece of it and put it up on the wall. And I love that little compromise. Of right. Let's not forget it. <laughs> but the family, that was like a big deal. There was a discussion and you're changing something here. We all got to talk about it and agree that that's okay. Yeah. And and sometimes if you're improving obvious things like, oh my gosh, we've had this rotten bathroom vanity or something forever that people are happy to see change. But when it's nostalgia and a quietness in life and you're like, should we add the internet? Right. Yeah. Those kind of family changes. The other thing I'm curious about too is, I've been thinking a little about this. If you have a family cabin or you're thinking about purchasing a cabin, how much time do you need to spend there to make it worth the investment emotionally, financially, all those things? I mean, is getting to go with your family one week a year or one week a summer enough that your family's like that? matters so much to us it's worth have keeping the place or buying a place or if you get to come for a month or you know what what's that deciding factor for different people i'm curious about that to me the way i think about this and we're we're fortunate to live in a place where like our home is kind of our cabin right Right. but if we were going to get another place there's like three different approaches there's i'm sure there's more but the ones that come to mind is like you mentioned where you have this cottage, this getaway that you spend time every summer, but just one good chunk of time. And then you have to maintain and keep it up and have it under a program. The other thing is a place that you're within striking distance where you go there most weekends and and get there as, as much as you possibly can. And then there's like a nice hybrid approach where if you're unable to get there very often, you can put them in like rental programs where you at least help the bills get paid on them and take care of it. And someone else can enjoy it while you're not there with the goal that maybe when you're in a different stage of life, your kids are older, they're out of sports and activities. You've been able to pay towards this cabin and build this getaway that you have. And we have clients that are doing this right now that we've talked to and I've helped furnish their homes where they're like, Hey, 
this is going to be mostly rental, but in 10 years after renting it for 10 years, when I'm ready to retire, my pension kicks in, we can just move there full time or, or be there six months out of the year and sell our other place, have a place out South. So they, it's like a long-term planning thing where it's like not about the, the year that you're in, but it's about what is this going to become and turn into. Yeah. There's so much that goes into decisions. Yeah. And if you have heartstrings to it already yeah, from growing up, going there or yeah. Oh yeah. And it, I mean that the, the emotional part of it is a, is a big deal and it, it ties in. And then if it's something you can get your family wrapped around and all decided in the same direction too. Yeah. Well, we've had some conversations and interviews with people that help run rental programs or are realtors and, you know, you just kind of were bringing up when you help decorate people's homes that are going to be rentals for a while. There's that balance, too, of you want it to feel personal to you or have some of your personal pieces up. But then when it's rented, yep, you have to think about, you know, how protected is it going to be? So right. there's also those aspects. How private, how protected. And then when you show up to your cabin, it just feels like any Airbnb because you've made it so stark and so right. unpersonal, generic cabin. Right. Which... I like decorating Airbnbs because you can add little twists and personality to it a little bit, but it, my most, you know, the favorite thing to decorate is something that like it matches with the people you put up their family photos, all their cabin, there's a gallery wall with right. all the amazing memories they have. You keep some of the antiques and the pieces that have a ton of meaning. We just repurpose these folks have a lodge kind of over in your neck of the woods. And they had these old chairs that were from, think like the 1920s when the cabin was first built and they were in rough shape and we just got it reupholstered with a, a new Pendleton fabric and just brought them back to life. And there was just like a wow factor from like, a, Oh yeah, that's a nice piece to like, right. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. So when you can keep those old pieces and give them new life, it, it really feels good. Yeah. So to get back to your original question is it's a tough, tough decision especially as life changes. And then like mm-hmm. keeping the cabin is the other thing is like, he was talking about, he's coming from New York right. now, you know, you hope his sister's a little bit closer, Yeah. but all those family memories are tied up and uh, yeah, it makes for, makes for decisions for sure. Yeah. Great conversation. I know it'll keep coming up because so many of our listeners and you and I too, even though we're in our full-time cabins, a lot of things to think about that make the lifestyle special and make you want to, Make it work. Yeah. For however sure. you can. So Oh, I do have a funny story about a tradition that just we do shake a day at my parents' cabin. Okay, you gotta explain this. So one. it's a it shake a day, it's like bar dice basically. Okay. But everybody puts in a dollar and then you you uh take your uh, you roll your number to see what number you're going for on the die, and then I think you roll five dice three times and you can farm it to try and get five of a kind. So kind of a Yahtzee type shake a day deal. And my youngest son, Magnus, who just turned five, has been playing this all summer when we've been there at the cabin and he gets pretty bummed when he doesn't win. So this time my mom gave Magnus his dollar. We all sit around the table and Magnus just gets up and walks away. We're like Magnus, we're about to start shake a day. He's like, I'm not playing anymore. And he just holds up his dollar and folds it and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and he's like, this way I win a dollar. He's like, I've never won before. I've only lost, you know, we're giving him the money, but he's like, 
And we're all looking at each other like, this is probably the smartest, right? <laughs> you know, or that there's a jar of money and this kid's actually walking away with a dollar. And do, you, we, do you see that in his personality? No. Well, just now, I mean, he's like, this is, and I get it. Cause it's like anything he, he's not doing the math of like, Oh geez, the chance if I put a dollar and I might win a hundred dollars. Right. Right. He's just seeing that like, I've done this five times this year. I could have $5 instead. So it's just, we were just cracking up because he was just like, so serious. Like, this is dumb. I'm this not doing it anymore. Sense to me right and now, now. I'm just keeping this dollar. And now, you know, and we all ended up, of course, losing. So like he, he's smiling and happy with his dollar folded up that in his pocket. Great. And uh, we're all just, we we're laughing. And I actually won shake a day this summer. So yeah. it, I think I ended up with 50 bucks. We're driving home back to Eagle river from the cabin that night. And the kids are like, Hey, we want to go to Culver's. I'm like, well, there, there, goes, goes, the 50 my, bucks. there goes 50 bucks, uh-huh. and chicken strips, a milkshake. And I'm like, <laughs> so, well, when you first said shake a day, I thought the tradition was going to be that every day you tried a different milkshake. Oh yeah. That's another kind. My, my daughter would love that. Right. Or yeah. like doing different s'mores all the time. Yeah. But, uh, no, I love that tradition in this story. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Well, this, this article was a great one. It got me thinking about so many things. So thanks for sharing it. Yeah. The next article that I found is kind of along the same theme where it's just like catching up. It's called Lake Life, Local Lakes Thrum with Life in Summer. This is from Goshen News, which is, we had to look this up because it said it's from the Michiana area, which is Michigan and Indiana, like right on the border. Like the pin is like right on Lake Michigan, right on the border of the lower peninsula of Michigan and Indiana by Michigan City. So this is just an article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. The last one was really poetic and cool. And this this is just a catch-up with different people. Local lakes thrum with life in the summer. So this is by Denise Federo, and she's a correspondent for the Goshen News. Warm weather arrives and the waters beckon. And in Michiana, that means lakes. Michiana is blessed with an abundance of lakes. Oh, this is a tough one. Kosciusko. Kosciusko. K-O-S-C-I-U-S-K-O County alone has more than 100 lakes, including Lake Wazawasi. (laughs) Wawasi, that's what it is. Wawasi. These are tougher than some Wisconsin places. Right. Um, Lake Wawasi, which is the largest natural lake in Indiana. But this first one that I'm going to read is from Duart Lake. Emily Worrell and her husband Jason, along with their children, 17-year-old Jacqueline, 8th grader Mason, and 6th grader Addison, live on Duart Lake. They moved there in October of 2019 after living in neighboring Noble County after they got married. Emily grew up in the area. Her parents have a place on Papakichi Lake, and she graduated from high school right around there. Growing up, I had a bathing suit and a life vest with me always, she said. The first... The first July they spent in their home in Noble County made her realize we have to get back to the lake. I want our kids to have that lake experience to understand the ebb and flows of small town lake life, the work hard, play hard mentality. I want our kids to experience that growing up. Emily said when they first moved to the lake, they had a townhouse on Syracuse Lake. The couple purchased a boat and for the kids having that 24 hour access to the lake and boat was mind boggling before they had to wait and hope one would invite you onto their boat. Now we're permanent residents. Now that we're permanent residents, we've acquired a lake family, she said. Emily recalled after their first summer on Duart Lake, they went out to dinner with members of their lake family in the fall and laughed because we never saw their legs before. <laughs> they were always in the water. Or we never saw them in clothes, always in bathing suits. She said that 
with that lake family, you have the sense of security. You're part of a community. There's always extra eyes on your kids on the lake. She said Addison was a third grader when they moved to their house, and she never worried about her being on the sandbar. Duarte Lake has two sandbars that are both family-friendly. It's never crazy or out of control. She said the children also get a sense of responsibility. They took boater safety courses, and they learned appreciation for the water and the ecosystem that most kids don't experience. She recalled when she went to college saying to fellow students, what do you mean you don't know how to drive a boat? She laughed. (laughs) Emily said their lake family consists of both year-round and seasonal lake dwellers. She shared that one of her best friends growing up was seasonal. I couldn't wait till she came in the summertime. My kids have those friends too. Their lake friends help with boat knowledge, trailering the boat, etc. Lake life creates a community you can immerse yourself in, she said. Lake life also has a culture with Worrell describes as a little more relaxed, chill, and calm. The idea of live a little when the sun is out. When you work hard, you get to reap the benefits. So it, the article goes on just about a lot of those really special things. But I love the idea of lake community. Yes. And just the people around that you can trust and rely on. Like we were talking about that, that you know, they might have a cabin cruiser or right. a uh, or help mow your lawn while you're gone. Keep an eye on your house. Check on it. You're out of town. And then when you're there, you, you know, spend time doing special things and hanging out with them and just keep building memories. And I definitely think of that. I had never used the term Lake family, but when I think about it, our, we kind of have two of them because one is our bay that we're on. And then one is the road that we're on and the road that we're on is kind of two separate bays, but definitely in the bay, the, the people that we have met and known now for years, Think of our kids as special. They they are always watching out. If you need help with anything, they're there for you. I mean, it's it's really it really is special. And maybe it's because where we live, you might need help with a more serious thing like yeah. a, a boat or getting your lift out. Or, but you know, as as someone passes away or new people come into the neighborhood, it, it is like like a family as you get to know people or help them through hard times. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. So I love how she brought that up, and then hilarious. And and I have to think about that because I think that could be true. I think there are some people on our lake that my kids have not ever seen out of a swimsuit. <laughs> right. Right. That's such a funny idea. Right. Like they're, you're always at the sandbar together. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. almost shocking. Like they see them in a business suit. You're like, it's like when you see somebody in a different context in the community where you're like, they might be the librarian and then you see yes. them at the grocery store and you don't even recognize them because you're used to seeing them in one specific context yeah, and where they're at. And it takes a minute. Like they're like, you have to wait for the light bulb to come on. You're like, Oh, that's where I know them from. Well, that's, that's funny. Cause just this morning. So my daughter is living over in Germany this year. She's an au pair. She's a nanny for three little kids. And so it's kind of fun because she'll sometimes call, I get up at like five and she's in her afternoon. Yeah. So she'll call me in the mornings. It's kind of a special way to wake up. And so she was telling me this morning that she had taken the little boy, one of the little boys to, or when she picked him up yesterday, she said, Oh, my mom said to tell you hello. And she told him this in German and, and he looked at her like so confused and she figured out it took him a second to think that I had a mom. Oh, the like, I'm not just this girl <laughs> tick, picks him up from school, brings him home, helps right. him with all these things, lives in the basement. Yeah. So kind of like you're saying, when you see a teacher or a librarian, oh, they have and a life. Like, oh, they have a life. And he was like, oh, she's a real person. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, awesome. wait till I FaceTime or come visit. Right. 
Oh, he'll be yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> right? Yeah, she's more than just this person here for me. Yeah. Yeah, because he's seven. There's yeah. they're three, oh five, gosh. and seven. And when you're the seven, you're like you think you're the center of the universe. <laughs> right. And she that she's um American too. Yeah. So to process all those things. Yeah, they have a, they have mothers in America. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, another great article that just gives you great images and you know, I love these kind that tie right into your own in own memories. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you make those connections right away with like that idea, that theme and how it applies to your cabin life and your cabin living. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, really fun. Yeah. And, and I, to think back on those summer memories that are now fleeting in the past. Yeah. Yeah. As the leaves fall, we, we always share music in the cabin cast too. So if you're a new listener and you're just checking us out, go back, check out our back catalog uh, we we post a lot of those songs to the website, and then we have a Spotify playlist that we try to update. And we actually just went back through to catalog them because we we have been posting a lot of music in our our back episodes, but not not applying them to the playlist. So we'll get that updated. And one of my favorite artists is Gregory Allen Isakoff, and I think we've shared one of his songs before. But he just came out with a new album that's it's like beautiful. A South African-born singer, Gregory Allen Isakoff, began his music career living out of his truck and burning CDs at copy shops. <laughs> the Grammy-nominated artist, you know, he loves playing drums, ukulele, banjo, electric, acoustic, bass, guitars, and eight different keyboards. It's like in his, one of his last albums. But he uh, lives in Boulder, Colorado. He's a lifelong vegetarian, owner of a farm. A, a cool fact is he let a burger chain use one of his songs, which is Blig big black car in a commercial. Then he donated all his proceeds to sustainable farming groups. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So he's just a super cool, interesting guy. His music can like vary from being like chill to almost like haunting, but his latest, his latest album that came out in August is called Appaloosa bones, which definitely has like a cool Western kind of vibe to it. My favorite song from it, which has one of the most beautiful beginnings of a song I've ever heard, is is a song called Watchmen. The entire album's wonderful from the beginning song, The Fall, um, Before the Sun's Good, Appaloosa Bones, which is the, the title track from the album. And then there's a song called Sweet Heat Lightning that's really kind of cool, too. But I'm going to play just a snippet of Watchmen, and I think that everyone will like it. Thank you. 
so peaceful right now i know right <laughs> i mean when we talked about being in a hammock reading yeah i can totally just picture swaying in the hammock look, looking up at the clouds or the leaves blowing and just feeling peaceful that yeah. song is oh it's great and, and the whole album matches that tone and that vibe of just like peace and kind of the west and re- relaxation and just thoughtfulness about life and it's kind of funny what we were talking about like the cabin family Right. It's like, I'll be your watchman. It's like, there's people around that not in like a weird creepy way, but in like, they're paying attention to what's going on around the lake to care for not only the environment, but the people around. And if your children are, you know, jump, sneak out of the house or there's something going on, they fall out of a canoe. It's like, there's people around that are usually paying attention, even if it's quiet and peaceful, there's usually, you know, somebody out there that you can count on. Well, and I think when we talk about some people aren't at their cabins very often that, That Watchman Lake family, too, plays into that because you can feel okay that you're not there because you know that they're all watching out for your place. Right, right. So I I love, I just like that idea in society and life. Like, you know, there's there's certain people that I think go through life oblivious, like they're not paying attention to anybody or anything except what's in their head. But then, like, on the flip side, there's people out there that whether you're at the grocery store or you're you're going around, like, they're paying attention in a certain way, like, where they're not distracted they're there to help if somebody needs, you know, someone needs help putting something into their car or they're trying to reach something on a top shelf they can't get. And like, like people that are paying attention that help each other is just kind of, that's like kind of part of American life that I really love. Like, I think there's more watchmen per capita in the U S just people that take care of each other. Even, you know, in spite of all the negative news and the things that go on, I think in the most part, there's way more good people keeping an eye out for each other. I think we're conscious of, and it is a decision yeah, to be conscious about caring yep. for other people and about kind of knowing your surroundings. For sure. So I think that's so true. You know, one of the things I love about our Spotify playlists are that they are in playlists like a road trip yep. on the pontoon by the campfire. So if people are looking for our music recommendations to fit a certain mood. I mean, that's a great place to start. So that's another great one to add in. Yeah. And we'll get that all caught up as well. So yeah. Another thing we love and get often is music recommendations from all of you. Yeah. So if you find articles or, you know, authors, chefs, musicians, any of those kind of things that you think would be great for us to share, then just send us an email or a DM. We love to pass that on. Yeah. And thank you everyone for joining us and getting things launched off again. And we're looking forward to an exciting season ahead. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the cabin cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The CabinCast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at thecabincast.com. 
Until next week, enjoy the journey.